We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe DeArmond, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. The Missouri Basketball Tigers have won three straight basketball games. Hello and welcome into Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I am one of your wonderful co-hosts, Tucker Franklin, as always, joined by Gabe Diarman, Maggie Johnson. Tigers are on the streak. They've collected a win against Ole Miss, Iowa State, and LSU since the last time we have recorded a podcast. Gabe, how were the vibes in Columbia? Uh, probably not as good as those in Vegas, uh, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, it, we haven't done this for like a month and a half because Tucker went to <laughs> went to Vegas. But uh, yeah, Missouri hasn't lost since we, we did it last. So um, they, uh, they never miss three-point shots anymore, and they never trail in the second half. So... These are good things. Maggie, I feel like Gabe wants us to shut off the com- shut off the podcast now. He's like, oh, wait, we're out yeah. since our last podcast. Did it. We shut her down now. We did it. We uh, we figured out the algorithm. The matrix has been solved. <laughs> and the Missouri Tigers are fixed, and they are back. Uh, by the way, three wins: one against Ole Miss, one against Iowa State, which was a, a very good basketball game, and also the LSU game, um, which we are recording the day after the LSU game. So, uh, a couple of three. Uh, a trio of good wins for the Missouri Tigers. Hopefully, getting a little bit more momentum heading into the uh, this final home stretch here. I guess you still got a few more games, but I'd say we're getting into the home stretch of the uh, the regular season. Uh, it looks like the last regular season game is March fourth. Um, so the beginning of March, we're in the second to last month of the regular season. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how the Missouri Tigers go. Well, let's talk about that Iowa State game. Obviously, I think the first thing we have to talk about that Iowa State game is the uniforms that they wore. Gabe, I know you're not a big uniform guy, but we've got to we've got to talk about this game. I'm sorry. I mean, we, I, I don't know who this we you talk about it. Look, I, I'm glad people like them. Um, you know, they're, they're cool uniforms. But I, my biggest fear was actually that Missouri would lose to LSU because then people would be convinced that it was the close that won the Iowa State game and the close that lost the 
LSU game, and it was all I would ever be able to talk about the rest of the year. So you're saying you don't wear the same pair of socks if we win or anything like that? No suspicions? No. no uh, I mean, I've done things like, you know, there are certain times, like sometimes you can't, if your team's winning, you can't get up to pee or, or mm. whatever. I get that. That all makes sense. Um, but I don't, I don't think that the the jerseys made shots go in on Saturday. I mean, that I could be wrong. I don't know. You guys might be able to prove me different. I guess we'll never know. Um, uh, that might be one of the things. That's like the eighth wonder of the world. Uh, do jerseys actually help you perform? K State, K State is convinced if they wear an alternate helmet, they they lose. Which was funny because they lost to Tulane in that alternate helmet they did have. Uh, but they are convinced that if they wear anything other than the uh, the power cat old, I think they call it old glory, which that's for another podcast to talk about. Uh, they, if they wear that helmet, they'll win football games. Uh, well, the, the, the thing about those, those uniforms, like for people, you know, my age and, and all that, Hey, we all remember those. There was literally not anybody born <laughs> who's on this team. The last time the Missouri went, like somebody asked Sean East at, at some point, I don't know if it was after the game or whatever. Hey, what, or I think it was the day before the game. Hey, what do you think about the the, the uniforms? And Sean East is like, honestly, I haven't even seen them. I, I don't know. I've I've heard people like them. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. So everyone loves a good throwback. Yeah. I mean, like if we would throw back even to just the football uniforms we wore when Chase Daniel was playing, I think a lot of fans would be very happy. And that's not even that big of a throwback. But you know why they like those uniforms? Because Missouri was good in. Like that's that's the main thing, right? I mean, because those uniforms make people think of Derek Chivas and Javon Crudup and Anthony Peeler and Doug Smith and, and and I mean all of the best teams in Missouri history uh, up until about 2008 wore those uniforms and the Chase Daniel uniforms. Well, yeah, Missouri was number one in the country, so it was obviously the clothes. So they need to go back to those clothes. Well, another funny thing about it is that a lot of people complain about our jerseys right now. They hate the bright yellow. Like, you hear people complain about the bright yellow all the time. What's on those throwback jerseys? The bright the bright yellow. Yeah. A lot of people think that we're, we should go back to, like, the old gold, like, almost the bandy gold. But, I mean, we wore the bright yellow before. People are like, that's not Mizzou's brand, but... I just... I don't... Like, look, I will play the role that I've been destined to play here. I've literally never gone to a game and my enjoyment of it has been impacted by what people wear. I, I, I truly don't understand. I like it. I think it looks cool. Uh, I, I have always enjoyed the aesthetics of the game, right? I know it doesn't really impact the play, but uh, as Deion Sanders once said, uh, leader of the 6-6 six and six Buffaloes this year, um, it looked good, feel good, play good, something like that. You, you get the point. Uh, you, you've heard it before. But uh, no, that that was really exciting that those uniforms come out. I saw uh, Maggie. I saw you had in a few Twitter spats about people saying that they copied Michigan. Um, that was a hot topic around that uh, Missouri copied Michigan and uh, their uniforms, and people didn't know how dates work. Um, that was that was a little bit of a of a spat. I mean, I just tweet something that everybody. I didn't say anything. I just retweet something, and people come at me. So I don't know. I don't. I didn't put any research into it. I just trusted what other people did, which is probably not always the best move. But based on photos, it looks like Mizzou had them before Michigan. But I cannot confirm. Well, I think the main difference is that Missouri say Missouri and Michigan say Michigan. That that is a big difference. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. that seems 
like the it, it doesn't seem like it would be difficult to make that distinction. It would be a little tricky though. If you were literate. Yes. It would be tricky though if Missouri came out in a Michigan uniform and said, Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> it would be a little fishy. It would be a little fishy if they did that. But they came out had a good game against number twelve Iowa State at the time. Um and seventy eight sixty one and they had four Tigers in double digits. Kobe Brown dropped 20 points with 12 rebounds, uh, both of which were game highs. And that's the second double-double of the year. Des Moines Hodge chipped in 17 points with the team leading four assists. So it's a good performances from the Tigers, Gabe. As you mentioned, they couldn't miss a three-pointer. They're 43 for 87 in the last three games. Um, apparently, 43 over a three-game span is is a school record. Um, they're on pace to shoot more than they've ever shot in a season, and when they're going in, that's great. I I thought the the part about Saturday was that was the Big 12 SEC challenge, and at the time the game ended, Missouri was the only SEC team that had won. Yeah. It seemed kind of appropriate to me, like, hey, this is what we expected nine years ago, right? Missouri's going to carry the SEC in basketball. Um, as it, because, it, But that was... I don't know if it was their best win of the season, but it was up there. I mean, Iowa State was top 10-ish in in rankings and metrics and things like that. And I do think people kind of uh, maybe who don't pay attention as much to the Big 12 Missouri fans as they used to don't understand like how good that league is and how big that win is. I mean, Iowa State was leading the conference and it is, like you will not find anybody who doesn't say it's the best conference in college basketball by right. a long shot. And so I, I think that is one, like at the end of the year, one of the biggest things the committee is going to look at is, can you beat other teams that we put in this field? Well, Iowa State's in it. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, probably in it. Arkansas, probably in it. Illinois, definitely in it. So Missouri's now got kind of a handful of games that when that committee looks at what number do we put next to you, oh, like, hey, you've beaten these teams that are going to be playing here, and that's a big deep. And Iowa State, so they were kind of tied at the top. I think by the time we played them, I think they were tied with Kansas State, and they were tied with Texas, but they had the tiebreaker over both of them, which put them at the top. People don't know, like, realize that they beat Kansas State days before we beat them. Mm-hmm. And Kansas State is a good basketball team. Yes, they just went to Lawrence and kind of got manhandled a little bit, which you kind of expect whenever you go to Fog Allen. But that's still, like, Kansas State's still a good basketball team, and the team we just beat, and beat very decidedly so. I mean, it, it was not close. It was right. not close. Right. Um, but we went out there and competed, and I think that that's really good going into the like the really tough away games that we have, like we have at Auburn, we have at Tennessee. I think those are flopped. I think we play at Tennessee first, but I mean, we've got some tough games. So I think going into that game and being confident, knowing that they can shoot the ball is really good to end, end the season before we go to the tournament, the SEC tournament. Right. And we talked about the Alabama team in the Alabama game, how they're so good about ending the first half on a run and starting the second half on a run. That's what Missouri did in this game. Uh, came out of the second half. They hit six for six from the field. They had ten trade shots to finish the first half and started and to start the second. So um, big for Missouri to do that, and it really changes the momentum uh, for that game. Then they turned a thirty to twenty six lead into a fifty eight to thirty nine lead, and um, and early in that second half. So uh, 
big win for the Tigers. Uh, again, you know, Maggie, it's a really great point. I was with BJ Kissel as we were heading out to Las Vegas for the East West Shrine Bowl, and he was watching that Kansas State Iowa State game, which was a battle for the top of the Big 12 at the time. A very competitive basketball game. It was a good game. And I th- kept thinking, Oh my goodness, Missouri has to play this Iowa State team next. Like uh, this, this might not this this could this is going to be a really tough game. And then I remember telling BJ Kissel, I said, "Oh, Missouri beat Iowa State by how much? Seventeen? Um, and he said, "Really? You're like, wait, really? Missouri beat them by seventeen? I was like, "Yeah, no, they did." Um, again, it comes down to a lot of times home court advantage was probably played a big factor in this. Um, I don't think the officiating was all, all like terrible. I think there was actually good officiating. Um, but can't say that very often but i will say sold out mizzou arena is uh pretty nice to to play in front of uh for these guys yeah it's it's turned into a, a really tough place to play i mean even lsu last night it was it was definitely you could tell a difference between that crowd and the other crowds but there were still twelve thousand hundred one hundred and something which you know over the last seven eight years missouri would have killed for that kind of crowd and now that's that's the down night as far as attendance goes um, but, but that, the, the Iowa state game was really, and this is what I wrote after the game was, okay, this is an NCAA tournament. Like, this is what we're talking about now. But, and look, the term lock, like you're not a tournament lock until you reach the point where you can lose every game on the rest of your schedule and still get in. And Missouri's not there yet, but they beat LSU. You would expect they'll beat LSU again. They've got South Carolina. Like if they just beat the really bad teams on their schedule, they're going to get in and if you looked at Missouri's schedule, that Iowa State game kind of ended a 10-game run where you looked and said, that's about as tough a run as anybody's going to have in the country. I mean, it was, you know, Kansas, Illinois, Arkansas, Arkansas Gate, Kentucky. There was, the breather in there was probably Ole Miss, and that was a road game. Now, the last 10 games of the season, other than those those two road games Maggie just mentioned, I mean, you know, hey, they're at Starkville on Saturday, and by no means is that a gimme. Texas A&M comes here, and by no means is that a gimme. But these games are all theoretically easier than most of the previous 10 have been. If Des Moines Hodge, and we talked about this last week, we said Des Moines Hodge has to, be, has to shoot better, which he has. He did. Yeah. A lot better in the past three games. Um, or, Yeah, three games. But we said that. And if he can go on the road and he can do that, I mean, you shouldn't lose those games. I'm not saying that they won't happen. I mean, I thought LSU was the ultimate trap game. They hadn't won. I, I think they'd lost like eight in a row. They come to They're your bad. court. They're bad. Not. But they weren't that bad at the beginning of the season. So you know that they have flashes of good play. I think, I don't remember what team they beat at the beginning of the season, but they had a couple pretty good wins. You just, the, those are wins you have to have. And with those games coming up, home against Texas a South Carolina. Those are just wins that you have to get. You can't do what you did in Tex- at Texas, what you did at Texas A&M, which is lose by 20. You can't do that and still expect to be a lock. I don't know about you. I don't want to be an eight or nine. And almost every single tournament uh, bracket, I see us in the eight or nine spot. I would rather well, I think- either the seven or the 10, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think they moved up a little and, you know, it's a little bit of like beggars can't be choosers, right? I mean, at this point, getting in is, hey, you'll take what you what you get. Um, but, you know, like that A&M game, that, 
here's the other thing about Missouri is not only have they beaten teams in the tournament, they do not have anything that even approaches being a bad loss. Right. Texas A&M is third in the SEC right now. They're seven and two in this league. Florida six and three coming off a win over Tennessee. You know, those are, I, I mean, I think for some reason, a lot of Missouri fans just kind of think, well, we should never lose to that team or we should never, never lose to this team. But those are not bad losses. I, I mean, those are, those are losses a lot of teams in this league have already taken. It just so happened, again, that Missouri played them on the road at a time where Missouri was slumping a little bit. But they, they've come back, and it's Hodge. And I, I think it's time to start looking at Kobe Brown as SEC Player of the Year. Mm. Like, I, I think that is a distinct possibility at this point. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I think he should be, and he's only made better by having Isaiah Mosley and by having Diara. He plays better when the when he has those guys, and also there's not as much pressure on him whenever he, ha- he has players like Diara in there. Diara can come in, he can take up a few fouls. He's not, you've noticed over the past few games, he's not playing in that foul trouble as much as he was, you know, five or six games ago. Mm-hmm. And Kobe, I mean, he was 10 for 11 against LSU. And he is all of a sudden, and this is kind of where I think Missouri fans will start to get nervous 
Like, I've never thought he was a good enough shooter to play in the NBA. All of a sudden, he's like a 45% three-point shooter. Yeah. And, it, like, I've, I've said this on a few different places this week. Don't wish away... Do, don't skip this year thinking about what next year is going to be, right? Like, worry... Your goal, honestly, is that Kobe and Isaiah are so good the rest of this year that they do leave. Because mm-hmm. th- then that that's a good thing for you. I understand wanting them back, but but I'm getting questions every week about, well, you know, who's coming back? And, and I'm like, guys, if you're not following this, like you are missing. It, we were talking last night on press row. It's just fun to go to games now. Like yeah. this team is incredibly fun to watch, even if inevitably their season is at some point going to end and you're going to be disappointed because it was 92-90 and you know how the the last game of the year is going to go, right? But they're just fun as hell to watch. I mean, they they go out there and like I wrote after the LSU game, if it's your first time seeing this team, you go, oh my God, that's a bad shot. Oh my God, what do you do? Uh, slow down, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, that's how they play and it's it's really, really fun. You mentioned Kobe in the LSU game, 26 points, uh, five of, five of, 10 of 11 field goals, 5 of 6 from three-point range. Um, so incredible night for him. And, and, and Maggie, you also mentioned uh, Diara, Mosley, both of those guys being able to come in and play and get minutes and contribute in those minutes has been huge for this team. Uh, they were kind of running into some problems there when, the, when we saw them. I don't really want to say it was a losing skid. It was during the tough part of their schedule. They lost back-to-back games. And it was really look at they were staring down the barrel of a four game losing streak really well, before they beat Arkansas at home, and when they had they had Diara they had Mosley come in give valuable minutes give good contributions that was really when you're like okay well you know that kind of does free up Kobe to your point to uh, to maybe play a little bit freer if you have a guy that can come in there and take a little bit of the load off so it, it's been good to see uh, from this team and that LSU game uh, hit a, as you mentioned Gabe forty three three pointers. Converting 13 against LSU um, in the last three games. Uh, season high 26 ascents also in this game, and they only had 10 turnovers. Uh, and when we talked about this all year, Missouri is going to get out rebounded. Uh, but if they can win, like, assist, if they can limit turnovers, if they can win turnovers, that's how they're going to win basketball games comfortably, like they did. And I think turning, keeping care, taking care of the ball and, and doing what they did in this game is, is kind of the recipe for this team to uh, really be doing what. I think we're number one in the country in uh, in turnover margin, which That's hey, good. we're on the right side of it. <laughs> I'd much rather be on that side. I'll tell you that. And if right. you Pat, pass some of that over across uh, Providence, uh, Eli Drinkwitz is saying, right? <laughs> yeah, golly. I was looking at the Kimpom before we hopped on. I got it pulled up here. They're they're fiftieth in Kimpom, but they're still third in adjusted offense. Like they're scoring the basketball at an unreal uh, clip, and I think that that that. That's good for this team, obviously. A shocker. Breaking analysis here that being third in the country in offense is good. Uh, but 100, 188 in an adjusted defense, which has gone up since the season started, but still um, not by much. I mean, their defense isn't great, but, you know, this team, they've got seven guys. I looked up last night. They've got seven guys averaging eight points or more. The records we have access to only go back to 1958. They've never had seven guys average eight points over a full season. Wow. They've had six a few times, but they've never had seven. And so what it does is, like on any given night, Mo Diara went from being like the guy everybody was talking about to he played five and a half minutes against Iowa State. Or Dre Golston had a couple games where he just didn't get off the bench in the second half because Gates didn't like the way he was playing. Last night, he said Isaiah Mosley, he thought, 
wasn't getting some calls and didn't handle that very well. So Isaiah didn't play a lot down the stretch last night. But basically the point is Kobe's going to be there every single night. Yeah. And then you just need two or three of the other guys to show up. And some nights it's going to be Sean East and Drake Olston and Isaiah Mosley. And some nights it's going to be Noah Carter and Demoy Hodge. Doesn't have to be the same guy every night. They have enough guys that you can, you know, you you can usually piecemeal together enough to win. But it it all centers around Kobe, which is, I, he's he is a different player than he's ever like. He's improved every year, but the the leap this year has been unbelievable. It's very we're very similar to Kentucky in a way where they. They rely so much on Oscar Shibway, and Kentucky's played better, I would say, than they were early in the conference. Um, oh, yeah. They've been winning some games. They competed with Kansas in that game for most of the game. We're very similar, except I do feel like we have more pieces around Kobe than Kentucky has around Oscar. And I'm not, they might have more stars, like more talent, but they're, they're young. Experience really does go so far like I, I've said this as a Mizzou fan for years like you go to these you watch football games you go to basketball games and you're like oh if we just had one more year with this guy because they're playing you know with the younger guys but now you like have all of those experienced guys I feel like it's a it's a perfect storm to go into the SEC tournament hopefully get a couple of wins you know and then lead with positive momentum going into the NCAA tournament it struck me last night listening to the starting lineup Senior, graduate, graduate, senior, senior in Missouri's starting five. Um, Ken Palm actually tracks that. Uh, the average experience on this roster is 3.03 years, which means the average player on this team is older than a junior. Uh, it's the 15th most experienced team in the country. So, like, they're new here, but they're not new to basketball. That said, it's still, because I, I think we talked about this coming into the year, like, all the optimists, those people existed last year. I mean, you remember, hey, this guy from Ball State, I, I think I really liked it. Hey, the guy from from Wisconsin, Green Bay, like I, he's got some skills that are going to... And the difference is none of those guys last year really translated to this level. And most of the guys this... I mean, if you saw Demoy Hodge and you said, well, hey, he was one of the Horizon League's best players, so I think he's going to be one of the SEC's best players, then more power to you. You're either lying or you're the most blind optimist in the history of Missouri basketball because I don't think anybody could have seen this coming. And I tried to ask Dennis the other day, I was like, when you, know, when you go out and you're looking at all these guys from this lower level, is there some quality that you're looking for that tells you they can translate to this level. And he said, well, I can't give away my secrets. And then he talked for two and a half minutes about something that had nothing to do with what I asked. So I learned nothing about what he found, what he saw. In those right. Well, you yeah. wouldn't look at Nick Honor and be like, oh yeah, I bet that dude's a baller. If Nick well, Honor is got one of the, he, he barely turns the ball over. It's exactly what you want of a point guard. Right. And he is better. He is better here than he was at Clemson. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, at the numbers and the way he's played, he's better here than he was there. And, I, you know, all, again, all of them, like, hey, he took guys that, and, and people take it as an insult when, I've said a number of times, like, the pieces don't say they should be this good, right? And people, I'm not saying these guys aren't good players or anything like that, but he, nobody saw this coming. 
I, I mean, nobody thought we would be talking February 1st, talking about all the wheels are going to have to fall off at once for them to miss the turn. Mm. Yeah, I, I, but uh, not something that I expected uh, to talk, be talking about at this point of the year. And you you guys mentioned those. Uh, Noah Carter, DeAndre Golson both had 14 points. Isaiah Mosley had 12 in the LSU game. Uh, great effort from in both of these games. They again travel to, uh, I believe, Starkville, correct? Starkville. Yeah, they travel to Starkville on Saturday to take on Mississippi State, who ranks uh, in in the bottom third of the SEC. It won't be an easy game by any means. No road game in the SEC is easy, and if it starts after 8 p.m., it's going to be a tough one. Well, like these two weeks are like the uh, Mizzou basketball revenge tour. I mean, yeah. they never freaking win in Oxford. And they did that. Do you guys do you guys know the last time they beat LSU? In basketball? Oh no. Kim Anderson. Kim Anderson's first SEC game. Yeah. They 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 beat LSU at the zoo arena and they were one and oh in the SEC and we were all kinda like, I don't know, maybe maybe this isn't gonna be as bad as as we thought it was gonna be. No, it, it was it was very bad. Um, one thing to remember about Mississippi State as well is that they just were one of the other three team or of the two teams, I guess, that did win their Big Twelve matchup, and they beat a pretty good TCU team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you just came off a win against Kansas State a couple weeks ago. I mean, they've not been as good as I think they were three weeks ago, but they're still a good team. So definitely not going to write off going to Starkville this weekend. And this is the ultimate like. Mississippi State probably can't win a game if it gets to 70. And Missouri can't win a game unless it gets to 70, right? So just just start there. Just if Missouri gets to 70, they're going to win the game. You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. They do have, uh, I think I I counted up nine games. We were talking uh, in the middle of the season. 20 games is looking like that, like nestle sweet spot there that you could really start to feel comfortable. Listen, they only got to win three more uh, to get to 20 games. Obviously, you want to win as many as you can. Looking at the schedule, it's pretty favorable outside of at Tennessee and at Auburn, um, as Maggie mentioned earlier. But excited to see uh, what Mizzou basketball can muster up here as they go to Mississippi State on Saturday, February the 4th. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff. And then they will host South Carolina on Tuesday. Um, that is a 8 p.m. 
tip off on the SEC network. Last last 8 p.m. home game Tuesday night. Thank God. <laughs> it's well, and I don't blame. Like yesterday, we were talking about the crowd. It was a little bit less. Okay, I've said this. I think there's enough people in the city of Columbia that we should be able to fill that arena no matter what. But they're getting close. They're getting close. But I do understand, like seeing more empty seats on on at an 8 p.m. game. I mean, I'm not coming in town for that. I get home at 1 a.m. I understand Look, 20 kids the city in St. Louis not wanting to make that trip on that Wednesday. I live like 1.2 miles from the arena, and I didn't want to go to the 8 p.m. game, right? And I get paid to go there. And I, no, I, I, I won't, but I, you can, nobody can knock in Missouri fans at all for attendance yeah. in either sport this year. I mean, this has kind of proven what the Missouri fans have always said. Give them something to care about, and they're going to go. It's it's like most fan bases, right? Um, and they have something to care about, and they're they're showing up. It's a tough place to play. Um, you know, they you can go um, enrich your child's vocabulary a little bit at every game. You can hear a good song, and and everything's good. Yeah, your little kids have absolutely killed it. I will say that I over the years I've been hard on Mizzou student sections, especially in the past eight years. There's nothing negative I can even say about how they've shown up, changed the environment, because it's on them. They're the ones that are getting the crowd involved. And, and it's easy for for us to say, I mean, you know, uh, obviously different eras, but like Missouri, my senior year in high school, Missouri was a, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And so I was coming in and, and you know, this, I'd grown up watching great basketball and then, they got Corby and Devin my junior year and in football. And so we had something to show. It, Maggie, you've talked about a lot. When you were at Mizzou was the time that I, probably the best time if you combine both sports that there's ever been. Like, why would these kids have shown up? They've had absolutely no reason in either sport to show up right. the entire time they've been in college, plus two years where they weren't even allowed to show up. So, you know... Anybody that has crapped on Missouri students the last few years, like, take that somewhere else. I'm with that. Go take that. Take that to the bank and cash it. Uh, <laughs> we do have a bit of uh, football news. We don't have to touch on it for too long, but uh, Missouri is hiring to Eli Drinkwood staff, former record-breaking running back, Brock Olivo, as a special teams analyst. Uh, Brock Olivo Last coached as uh, Washington University in St. Louis. He was a tight ends coach in 2022. But before that, he was the running backs coach for the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL. He was also in Italy. Chicago Bears assistant special teams coordinator in 2018-2019. Also a special teams for Denver and Kansas City, Carolina. So he has uh, some some experience in uh, the special teams department in the NFL as well. So uh, the Last time the uh, the Missouri Tigers hired an NFL a former NFL coach, it did not go wrong. So this can't go well, wrong. Well, Brock, will, he is an analyst. He is not going to be in charge of an entire side of the ball. But but like Brock was, Brock and I were in school together. He graduated a year ahead of me, and he was like the poster child for the renaissance of Missouri football. Uh, I mean, it was when when we were in school. You know, Missouri hadn't been to a bowl game for so long, and. I don't even think Brock would object to this. He was a tryhard, right? He was this kid that everybody said, "I, 
what are, what are we doing? This he would be a two star kid that everybody on the message board would be pissed off. Missouri gave a scholarship, who ended up leaving as the school's all time leading rusher through very little more than effort and work ethic. To be quite honest, because he was like it's not insulting to say he was like the fourth best running back on those teams because they had Ernest Blackwell and Devin West and Corby Jones at quarterback. You know, uh, but but he had three thousand yards when he left here, and it, it's cool for him to come back. I mean, I don't want anybody to be under the impression that like next season performance is based on Brock Olivo's role as the special teams analyst or anything. You know, but it's a cool story. Do you, I mean, you like having people come back? Like, I love having Phil Pressy on the on the sidelines. Uh, you know, I mean, he was a part of a lot of what we remember the good days of Mizzou basketball to be um, Sam's Norfolk State. But but yeah, I mean, you like seeing that and you like knowing that they want to be back at their alma mater too. Like, I just feel as a fan, it kind of just like melts your heart a little bit because you love Mizzou. You want them to love Mizzou too. And you don't see it all of the time. You don't see a lot of alumni athletes really involved. So... I'm excited to have him back. We'll see. Hey, are we going to do uh, like on location NCAA tournament podcast? Is that is, is that going to happen? Possibly depends on where I go. Albany, New York. <laughs> go to the Caribbean. Hey, if you got Des Moines, that'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, Des Moines wouldn't be a bad one. I haven't even Des Moines, Denver, and Columbus would be cool. Anything else would Columbus suck. is very cool. No, it's not cool. I mean, Des Moines not cool. I'm well, not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to piss off all our huge fans in Iowa, but nobody's ever yeah. said Des Moines is cool, but it's drivable. It's yeah. yeah, I haven't even looked at the locations. Um, I believe does Kansas City have like a semifinal this year or they have the the Midwest Regional. So like okay. the second week is in Kansas City. Gotcha. Okay. Um interesting. I'll have to look do more research into that. I don't know if you guys know this. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Um I've heard. yeah. Uh Breaking news, but so there's that's been occupying a lot of my time. I'm I'm gonna get in trouble for that being mentioned on this podcast. I'm not allowed to acknowledge. Oh, that's true. Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, Gabe. You can't talk about the Chiefs. You only can talk about Mizzou contractually, and uh, that's fair. Uh, I also like to give a shout out to Charlie Hustle, outfitting us as always with our sweet sweet shirts. Uh, make sure you go check them out. CharlieHustle.com. Get Mizzou. Uh, you can get Chiefs if you want to, um, or you could just get. A nice Charlie Hustle shirt like uh, like Gabe has on it there. They've got all kinds of stuff for you. All kinds of stuff for you at Charlie Hustle. So anything else before we get out of here? I think we hit all of it. I think we did. Um, Yeah, we did everything in 35 minutes. This is record-breaking for us. We did really well. You know, there were a lot of people asking me, they're like, did you guys cancel your podcast? I'm like, okay, we only didn't do it on Monday. It's not like we didn't do it for multiple days. I completely blame Tucker. So yeah, it's, it's my fault. I took zero accountability or responsibility for that. Tucker's fault. One hundred should have. It was my fault. One hundred percent. I mean, in a car. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the hell you guys were doing. I sat here for an hour at two thirty <laughs> on Monday and waited for Tucker to send me a link, but he was in, uh, you know, Mandalay Bay, uh, tripling his travel budget or something. Gabe called me pissed off, just screaming at me, yelling <laughs> and screaming. Uh, a lack of communication. No. Um, we appreciate you guys listening all the way to the podcast. I appreciate you sticking with us through the schedule change. We'll be back um, probably usual time next week. I'll say we will be back usual time because it is a Tuesday game. So we'll we'll have the Monday podcast before the 
Tuesday game, and we will get you ready for that week of basketball. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Sorry, my schedule might change a little bit, but you guys are just going to have to deal with it. So uh, until next time, uh, we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.